0: Hey, this is Andy Jenkins, and if you're like me, you really feel like you should probably do some goal setting, like you should plan ahead, you realize that there is this wisdom in in really sitting down and intentionally charting your course forward, but maybe something reacts inside of you when you get to this idea of goal setting. You hear people talk about it, and something just kind of, it just churns, yet the tension is you realize, hey, there's probably some wisdom in that. Okay, that's totally me. That might be you. If that's you and you're wanting to look at some way to move forward and really integrate all of life, not not just business, not just fitness, not just your finances, not just your family, friends, fun, all, all these areas, but really just pull it all together and somehow manage a life that balances, that grows, that moves forward, I've got something for you. Here is a four-episode series. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen, just so you can kind of get the bigger picture. In episode number one of the series, I'm going to talk about, really, this fundamental, foundational idea of of where do we even begin. Because so often, I think when we're setting goals, we, we just jump ahead, and we just look straight at the action, look look at the thing that we want to crush. And so really, we're we're going to step back and we're going to look at what, what are the first things we really need to consider. In the second talk, we're going to talk about the soundtrack that plays in your head. What is it that you really see? Because so often, the external world around you is really an overflow of what's happening on the inside. Talk number three, we're gonna talk about the law of the harvest and this idea of sowing and reaping and the concept that whatever you put your hand to, that will prosper. And the idea that you're always going to reap where you sow, what you sow, more than you sow, after you sow, that's really one of my favorite topics to discuss. And then finally, in talk number four, We've got some pieces that we'll all pull together, and it's really going to be centered around this idea that to achieve big things, really, you got to start thinking small. Okay, so here's the talk. Listen in, and then stay to the end, because at the end, I've got some more information for you about some tools, some resources, some of them that you got to pay for, some that are completely free that are going to help you pull all this together. Here's the talk. Work-life balance. So, so often people talk about that, and you know, I'm, I'm really kind of thinking like work-work-life balance is is really kind of this. Uh, it seems to me like it is a myth put out by by people. And that, that that sounds ironic, I know, because like I've got this whole group online where we talk about work-life balance. Um, in fact, it's the uh, ULA group will put a link right here in the comments below. The Oily App team will, um, where it's uh, groups slash Andrew E. Jenkins, just like all of my Instagram and all the other social media handles. Andrew E. Jenkins. And in there, we talk a lot about work-life balance. Here's what I'm learning more and more is like rather than striving for work-life balance, what you've really got to look at is that you've got not just work and life, you've got all of these different areas. In fact, in that ULA group, we list seven. Um, let, me, let me tell you what they are. I'm going to look at my paper right here. Um, so I'm actually teaching this. What You can hear it right there. Um, some of you can probably even see it. Here's... The seven different areas. So, we talk a lot about um, your fitness, uh, your health. Um, the fitness is number one. Number two, we talk about your finances. So, that's your money, what's coming in, what's going out. Um, that one makes a lot of people really, really nervous, but it's super important. Number three is we talk about your family. That's people that aren't just like friends that are so close we call them family. Um, that is actually family, people that are related by blood uh, or covenant. Covenant could be marriage. Covenant could be adoption. Um, so your fitness, your finance, your family. Uh, area number four is your field. So that's, uh, the field is the, the plot of land in front of you that you work every single day. So that, that could be like your stay at home. It could be your student. It could be you have a career that you work. Whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you dedicate, quote, your full time is your field. Um, and it may change, you know, over time. Um, so four is your field. Number five is your faith life, um, spirituality. So number six is your friends. Not your family, your friends. Some of your family are your friends. I get that. There's some, some overlap in some of these areas. And some of the people from your field are friends. You know, some of that actually works out. That, that makes sense. Um, but, but then also the seventh area is fun. And so all of those seven areas are important. And here's, here's what I see. Like, it's, it's not necessarily like work-life balance. It's just realizing that all of these areas are important and you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so like, like hear, hear me out on this. If I've if got this amazing call in my life, there's these incredible ideas that the Lord's put inside of me. There are these amazing things that I'm, I'm gonna travel and teach. Um, but fitness-wise, I'm sick and I'm on the couch, and am just kind of looking at and pointing to one of my couches here, uh, if I'm sick on that couch, then it really doesn't matter the amazing call that's on my life because my fitness is going to keep that in check. I'm not going to be able to live it out unless I steward the level of fitness that the Lord has given to me. Understanding that He gives people uh, different numbers of talents, to lose the metaphor in the New Testament, so some people have a higher level of fitness, some have a Higher level of finance. If, if I'm broke, let's look at finance. If I don't manage my resources well, um, that's going to hinder uh, really what I can do to provide for my family. Um, if I, if I don't uh, manage my faith life well, that's going to affect all of those other areas. Do you see? So it's it, it, we could keep drawing the analogy over and over and just say, hey, these all these all affect each other. So it's important to look at all of these and that they're all right there, and that they're all something that I'm looking to actively grow, um, and and not grow uh, extraordinarily, but to grow through, as I mentioned in the previous talk, to grow in the rhythm of ordinary life, in the rhythm of what's set out in front of me, and being smart and wise about putting all of these out. Um, in, into my schedule and all of these out into, into ordinary every, every, everyday life. Each one affects every other one. Now, let, let me talk to you about this concept that we've really got to get into then about each of these areas is there's, there's this other concept like the rest and the rhythm of creation. It's built into the fabric of how things are made in the universe. This one comes in the Bible too. Paul Paul says it. He says, A man reaps what he sows. That's in Galatians. Like, that's just straight Bible. And in fact, he's quoting the Old Testament. Like, that verse appears multiple times throughout the Bible. And it's something that, like, we've really got to to look at. Um, Moses said in Deuteronomy 15, He said, Whatever you put your hand to, it's going to prosper. And so, if you put your hand towards. Um, coming up with reasons like we hit in the previous talk, reasons you won't live the reality of your great call, then those reasons are going to prosper. You're not going to use the analogy that we used in the previous talk. You're not going to make it across the pool. But if you're putting your hand to the reality that there's some amazing things for you in each of these areas, that reality is what will prosper. Whatever you put your hand to will prosper. You always reap exactly the, what you sow. That said, let me give you four things about reaping and sowing. By the way, these come from, I'm kind of holding it up, flipping through it right now. Uh, these come from, some of these concepts come from the advanced book. The red version uh, is kind of what's published through Oily App. Um, on page 43, we start talking through each of these concepts. Um, here's, here's four of the principles. Let me, let me tell you what they are and then I'm going to explain them very quickly. Uh, number one is you reap what you sow. Number two is you reap it where you sow it. Number three is you always reap more than you sow. Uh, Number four is that you always reap after you sow. Those all sound like no-brainers, but let's really talk through them and let's kind of see what they mean. Number one, you always reap what you sow. Now, every farmer knows this. Every kindergartner knows this too. Um, Ironically, when people get older, into adulthood like and become politicians and really smart they they, like we we forget about this stuff um so here's how it works if i go put an apple seed in the ground i'm going to get apples back i'm i'm not going to sow an apple seed and end up with watermelon Right now, now there's get this. There's always a couple weeds that grow up. That's true. Any time, every, every time you reap, we could always say, hey, every, every time you reap, you're you're gonna have a few weeds come up. If I reap in my family, I'm going to sow in my family. If I reap in my kids, I'm going to sow in my kids. If I, uh, or say it the other way around, if I sow. Uh, in my family, I'm going to reap in my family. If I sow in my kids, I'm going to reap. If I sow in my marriage, I'm going to reap in my marriage. If I sow in my faith life, I'm going to reap in my faith life. You always reap what you sow. Um, This is one of the strangest things to me is uh, when I was working in a church, there would be people who say, I don't tithe my money. I tithe my time. So they were saying, I sow time. And so I'm just saying, well, what you're going to reap It's time. You're not going to reap money. So, like, they're they're trying to sow one thing and reap another. Like, no, 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 that doesn't work. You always reap what you sow. Um, You hear about like this this is kind of a classic tale. Okay, I I know I know women can do this too, but you read about men who go spend these inordinate amount of hours at work in their field, um, saying, "I work hard." My family knows I love them even though I don't spend time with them because I provide for them. No, no, no. You're, you're sowing at work. You're going to reap at work. What you're trying to do is sow at work and reap in family. That doesn't work, okay? You always reap what you sow. It's your, here's, here's the analogy then, when you, or here's the application. When you're trying to calendar stuff and plan stuff, you've got to intentionally, that's, that's kind of the hallmark here, live with intentionality in the area where you want the benefit live with intentionality in the area where you want the payoff so i talk to guys all the time who say man i've been trying for 2 years to lose weight and i'm like what what like what are you what are you doing like you're you're going to reap where you sow they're probably not sowing in that area do you, do, you, do you see that here's here's Point number two, you always reap where you sow. So you can kind of draw the analogy on that because we just kind of blurred it in the the previous one. If I sow here um, in the backyard, in in a garden that I was going to plant this year that I did not plant because I built a tiny house instead. So, I mean, there's the analogy too. I, I sowed wood and lumber, I reaped a tiny house. I sowed wooden lumber. I had no produce out of the garden. Now, next year, hopefully, I will sow in the garden and I will reap in the garden because I have already reaped a tiny house, okay? You sow it and you get back what you sowed. You also get it where you sow it. So I sowed a tiny house right here. The tiny house appeared here. It did not appear in the neighbor's house because I did the work here. You see it? You don't plant apple trees here and they mysteriously grow up down the street somewhere if you want to see the benefit in business you put it in business you want to see the benefit in family you put it in family you want to see it in marriage you uh, section off time and you uh, do the things that you need to do like not stay up late watching TV you go to bed at the same time because that leads to other things that married couples do Um, it means that you intentionally set off vacation time or date night together. And I know, I know when you have small kids, like that's really hard So you just get clever and creative about all those things, right? You, you always reap in the same place where you sow, knowing that you reap what you sowed. That's points number two and one. Let me, let me give you point number three, is you always reap more than you sowed. Here's a classic example with an apple tree. If I, if I came to you and said, hey, Would you rather have one apple seed or one seedless... Actually, not even one. I'll give you a bushel. However however big a bushel is, I'll give you a bushel of seedless apples. One measly seed or a bushel. So a big barrel of seedless apples, which one would you want? And, um... Some people would be enamored with with all the red or the green of the apples and they'd say, I'll take take the mass of apples. But you know that the power is in the seed and that when you plant the seed, the seed always has exponential, infinite possibility. You, You know that that one seed doesn't just turn into an apple, it turns into an entire tree. And that tree turns into... Uh, bushels and bushels and bushels of apples every single year. All of those apples being full of seeds that all carry potential for more trees each that every single year have bushels and bushels of apples. And they can all do this every single year. And you just trace fun phone and you go, man, th- this thing right here has an exponential, infinite, multiplicatory. I don't even know if that's a word. Output. So you always reap what you sow, where you sow it, more than you sow it. So you think about it like this. A little kindness goes a long way. A little time intentionally invested in a child like that car ride that we just talked about. I mean, that has incredible output. A a weekend away, one weekend turns into like, I mean, the ripple effect of that is huge. Reading like your Bible, just 10 minutes a day three chapters a day, something like that, you'll finish the entire Bible in a year, right? Even just you're wanting to bolster your faith life, you pray for 10, 15 minutes a day, meditate, think, positive thoughts, 10, 15 minutes a day. It has this apple seed-like output business. You put in a little time and you do the same things that are income-producing activities over and over every single day, just a little bit over and over and over, boom, it has this radical ripple effect. Let me give you the last point. You always reap after you sow. Now, a lot of people in our culture, like they're in this microwave type culture where things are instant, like you can get instant popcorn, you can get instant everything else. And so they they like want instant results for job, for career advancement, for money, for paycheck, for fame, for every other thing. And that rarely... Happens. It happens about as often as lightning strikes. Um, most of the reaping that we do happens what we sow, where we sow, more than we sow, well after. Because between the time that you drop the seed in the ground, you've got all this cultivation and all this labor and all this watering and all of this tending and caring and weeding and every other thing to do that people don't see. And farmers even put in that work with no seeing output for some sort of time and then eventually they see a little bit of output um, and then eventually there's a little bit more output but goodness there's so much work and labor going on um, you, you actually bury the work you see nothing for so long but the law of the harvest is that the harvest always comes every single time you always 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 prosper in whatever it is deuteronomy 15 10 says that you put your hand to do you see um so you can't control that output um you can't control uh, how the marriage goes you can't control what occurs in the business you can't control uh, decisions the kid makes you can't control necessarily even all of your health um you, you can't even control all the stuff that, <laughs> fake life, that, that the Lord tosses your way, right? The best thing that you can do is manage and tend to and care for and steward that process of everything that's there. That all involves the, the sowing and the cultivation and the tending. Knowing that at some point the harvest is out of the control of the farmer's hands. Harvest is out of the control of your hands. We want to control the outputs. We can't control the outputs. All we can control is the inputs. And so um, you control what only you control, and then you faith and trust off the rest. Do you see? And that's where the difficult things um, come in. Um, that means that every single day, your life when you're doing this is really just an exercise in doing the next best right thing for the whole sewing process, for the whole tending process, doing the next best right thing, taking the next best step, Um, even incrementally, even asking yourself, just a question that, when when I was at my wedding, the pastor, I knew him really well, he said one of the things he's learned in marriage is just to say, hey, my question is just what can I do to make this a little bit better? whatever it is, if there's an argument or a disagreement, uh, or if there's any situation with the kids or there's a situation about work, it's just, hey, what can I do to make this just a little bit better? Incremental change. Remember the supernatural infusing the ordinary of every single day life, infusing car rides and infusing cooking and infusing chores and infusing the stuff that seems to be just the nitty gritty grind, yet that's the laundry. We're all The magic seems to historically happen. Do you see? So often, I know that I overlook the value of incremental change, but if you think about incremental change, a photograph is just a photograph, but 24 photographs strung together per second makes a movie, makes a motion picture. If you think about it, if you've ever cooked eggs you just put the eggs you break it put the yolk in the pan and you start stirring and it's part air and part stir and air and stir and air and stir and heat and in just a few minutes the incremental change turns it into something scrambled something completely different to where the substance of the thing is completely totally new um, I know that I tend to overestimate what I can achieve in a day, but I underestimate, maybe you do this too, what can be achieved just in the radical nitty gritty of just consistently doing the small stuff. And, and the beautiful thing is like success always leaves clues, right? So we know what that small stuff is. We know where and how and what to sow because we, we can look at people with incredible marriages And they all seem to do the same things. We can look at people that are healthy and they all seem to do very similar things. We can look at people who are growing businesses online and they all seem to do very similar things. We can look at people who are growing brick-and-mortar businesses or people who are raising kids the right way. People who have stellar faith lives or people who have um, fun or people who have lots of friends or people who have close family lives. And they all seem to have these things in common that infuse the everyday where we know exactly what to sow. Because we know that when we'll reap, harvest always comes, right? Do you see it? Okay, there you have it. I trust, I hope that you got something beneficial from that that you can take that you can apply right now in multiple areas of life let me tell you about two tools that i've got for you one of them is paid one of them is absolutely free Uh, the first one is the paid and you can find links to these each by the way in the show notes right here of this talk whatever platform it is that you're listening from there is a it's a new hardback it's like a moleskin like hardback 440 pages it is the advanced Planner. Now, a few years ago, I used to lead a men's event, and we did it twice a year, and it, it was actually known as The Advance. Many of you that listen in have been to that event before, or you had husbands that went to that event, spouses, uh, boyfriends, whoever that went to that, uh, wrote the curriculum for that. In fact, you can get the book. I'll put the link to it in the show notes where I've, I've piled in all of the information that we used to teach at that event. Um, it was incredible, and along the way created this resource, created this life planner. It was a calendar, and we never really published it. We, we gave away some paperback versions at the event to really help people sync up with a lot of the life management, life planning, time management, uh, goal setting. There's that term again. All of those tools that we were pulling together, and we never really published it until just this last year uh, with Oily App. Uh, Ernie Yarbrough and I were talking with Dr. Jim Bob Haggerton and some other people that we work with, and, and we had produced a planner for women that was, you know, spiral bound that looked pretty. It was beautiful. Um, and you can check the website there if, if that is something that interests you, but we thought, man, we've got to have a tool for guys. And we had published the advanced books there. It published an abbreviated version, done some online courses and just kind of thought, man, now is the time. And selfishly, (laughs) I wanted a planner that I could use. And so we just resurrected that old project, put it back together and it is available. I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but it is two pages per day that will help you plan. And then inside the same planner, it has two pages where you kind of open it up and it has this journaling. It also has uh, guided questions that really help you kind of reflect on the day. Uh, I did this for about a quarter uh, just to test drive it. And the results that I got were amazing especially in light of the minimal amount of time that it took it kept everything organized because that was another thing too people say well you should journal well ironically i write that's one of the things i do uh professionally To earn money, to kind of keep my keep. Uh, But I can't stand journaling, but I got all this in a tool and it works fabulously. So I'm going to put a link down where you can log on, look at that. If that's a tool that would interest you, it's undated. So you could literally get it shipped to you and start it immediately uh, just dating the pages. And there are options where you can buy it by the uh, single, which would last you for three months or take a shot at it and just go all in and get a discount and do it for an entire year. Um, And it it looks exquisite. It's it's fabulous, pin loop, rubber band, two ribbon markers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, If you're not there yet and you just need a free tool to get started, if you'll follow the link down in the show notes, I've got a freebie for you. I've got the first few pages of that planner where you can download them absolutely free. And you will, once you've heard the four talks in this series, you'll be able to start filling out some things, looking ahead, planning, and you'll see if that's a tool that's good for you uh, or if it's not. And shoot, you, you can just download that PDF and you can uh, make copies or do whatever you need to do and toss that thing in a three ring binder and just kind of drive it, on your own, maybe you don't want to go in with the hardback yet. Maybe you just kind of want to do spiral bound or use one of those tool t u l binders that they have, like at Office Depot and Staples, and all these places where you can uh, remove the paper and put it back in. Hey, if that's you, take the tool absolutely free. We just want to see you uh, do better. As we say often, you are are created for something extraordinary for something supernatural don't settle for normal when you are made for super normal don't even know if that's a word don't settle for natural when within your reach is the supernatural don't settle for a life that's ordinary when you were made for extraordinary until next time grace peace may the lord bless you keep you make his face shine upon you I will see you again really soon.